0: Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties Podcast. Free Press, Media Press, Inc., and Alternative Parties Books Publisher sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties Podcast. Today we have Matthew Ho. He's going to talk to us about his campaign. He's running for office. So welcome to the podcast, Matthew. Hi, Andrew. Thank you for having me on. Excellent. We're glad to have you on. Let's get started by you kindly giving us an introduction to yourself, a brief biographical sketch. Okay. Uh, Well, first of all, I
1: live in North Carolina, and I'm running uh, for the nomination of the Green Party uh, to represent uh, North Carolinians in the U.S. Senate. Um, I'm a disabled uh, Iraq War veteran, was in the Marine Corps. I was also uh, part of the State Department and Department of Defense. Uh, so, yeah, I regrettably took part in the wars. And in 2009, um, when I was at the State Department in Afghanistan, I resigned to protest over the escalation of the war. At point, I had a realization of what I had been doing with my life. And uh, since then, I've been working on uh, peace and, and, and social justice issues. Uh, I, uh, I, um, for me, I'm a first-time candidate. Uh, They've been part of a political campaign before, Uh, so this is all very new uh, and exciting to me. And, um, yeah, uh, you know, my platform uh, follows, you know, the platform of the Green Party as well as the other left parties, you know, emphasizing, um, you know, health care, the wages, uh, action on the climate, uh, social justice, uh, you know, as well, of course, uh, electoral reform, because if we don't have electoral reform, Um, to include getting money out of politics. It's not clear whether or not we can accomplish any of those things, Uh, and some of those things are, are, you know, uh, we've got a a time limit on.
0: So uh, I appreciate you having me on here, Andrew, to uh, speak about this campaign. Yes. Good stuff you mentioned. I compliment you on the fact you resigned from a position. I asked a question on Instagram and other platforms whether someone ever resigned or a matter of principle from a position, so I think it's admirable to do that, so good job. Thank you. Thank you. So let's discuss your campaign in detail. You mentioned some of the issues you're talking about. What issues are in North Carolina that you're going to discuss in the North Carolina platform of your campaign well, first of all, I think if people go to the
1: website uh, MatthewHoForSenate dot org, uh, my last name is spelled H O H, so MatthewHoForSenate dot org, uh, you can see the issues platform there, and uh, you will see that it is based upon an eco-socialist, uh, you know, particularly in my case, a libertarian socialist, uh, uh, you know, uh, philosophy, uh, but just as much as it's, uh, you know, um, informed by and knowledge, and what I've learned from others, it's also really informed by the inputs of people here in North Carolina, including many people in my own life. So, one of the key issues is health care. And I will say, too, about our issues, even though you can describe them as eco socialist or green or left wing, I don't think there's an issue on our platform that does not have majority public opinion support in the United States, or has, uh, you know, plurality uh, support. I mean, I, I think from top to bottom, this the campaign whose policy proposals are well understood and well-liked and not just wanted by the American public and people here in North Carolina, but needed. So, but as I was saying, a lot of this, uh, Andrew, is really informed, you know, by people in my own lives. Some of this, my own personal experience. I'm... I'm uh, I have a disability. I, I went for five years without being able to earn a paycheck because of my disability. I know what it's like to have to borrow money from friends and family, to not have money to have uh, you know, have to, to 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 not even have any money in your check account at the end of the month, right? Because something came up and can't afford it. Um, So I know what people are, I I know what it's like for people who are living paycheck to paycheck, which is, unfortunately, a majority of Americans, you know, we just had another study last week that came out that said 55% of Americans can't afford a $1,000 emergency. You know, uh, so it's a lot of what my friends and neighbors are going through. Health care is very important to me for that reason. I have people in my life who do not have health care. I have two friends that are health care workers who cannot afford health care insurance for themselves. They have to choose to insure their children, in one friend's case, also her, also her mom. But as health care workers, they themselves don't have health care because to have insurance for them and their family is too expensive, right? I mean, I have other other people who have, in you know, my life who have no, very close people who have no health care, right? And, and, um, you know, as well, too, another key aspect for, for the campaign is ending the war on drugs. Uh, you know, I, I, I've done a lot of work uh, uh, not just in the veterans community, but in the, the unhoused and, and, um, uh, community as well. And um, I know a lot of people who have been really just victimized and brutalized. By the war on drugs, you know, in particular the, the criminalization, and mass incarceration policies that come came, you know, came with that. That are here with it. That we have because of it. That has made the United States into, you know, a prison nation. Right? Everybody, as people know. Look, uh, we got less than 5% of the world's population, but about a quarter of the world's prisoners. You know, that, that comes out of the war on drugs. Uh, but also, too, there's the uh, – and that brings a lot of suffering and hardship, and that wrecks families and, 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 and
0: communities.
1: It, it, but on the same, you know, we have uh, uh, this opioid uh, overdose epidemic. And, I, I, you know, just like I'm sure a lot of people who are listening, I have people in my life who have been completely shattered by that. You know, who have had husbands, who have had sons, who have had friends, who have overdosed. You know, and a lot of times it's because they simply can't get the help because we treat addiction and substance abuse in this country as a law enforcement, as a criminal matter, rather than a public health matter. So, you know, there's a lot of other issues, too. Of course, climate is very important to me. Here in North Carolina, we've had, uh, I think it's two Uh, two once-in-a-century hurricanes in the last five years. We've had some towns in the last year that have been just uh, completely, uh, or I should say completely, but nearly swept away by floods. Uh, We have uh, towns, we have some of the most beautiful beaches in the world here on the Outer Banks. And in 20 or 30 years, there are multiple uh, towns out there uh, you know, as many as 20 uh, uh, towns out on the Outer Banks, that will be uninhabitable because of sea level, of sea level rise. So uh, I think a lot of the issues that we are dealing with in this campaign, that this campaign represents and the people represents, are issues that are impacting people every day. And I think as well, too, you have the bigger picture thing. You have the wars, of course. You have the, the, the Pentagon budget. You have uh, the idea that, look, uh, we're taping this uh, the first week of February, and my understanding is by the end of next week, we'll be at 900,000 dead from COVID. And not only has that been such uh, a, a, a horror show, so grossly unequal and unjust, but also, too, just the the, the the stupidity of it, right? The fact that we've had this many people dead, and we have done nothing to fix a healthcare system that was already broken before the pandemic, right? I mean, what is wrong with us, kind of thing. So there's a lot uh, that's going into this campaign in terms, uh, 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 Andrew, of what the campaign represents and who it represents. And so I think the easiest way to say that is that this is a campaign for working
0: families and for the planet. Well put. So if it's not proprietary, what is your campaign strategy?
1: Um, well, you know, it, 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 it as a third party in uh, in the United States, uh, we are, as a, as a friend of mine says, swimming uphill, and um, you know that's by design. Um, you know, campaign regulations, electoral regulations, certainly campaign financing uh, throughout the United States and within the individual states are structured in a way to keep third parties and independents. Out. Um, and so we have a lot of challenges, and this is, uh, you know, make a pitch to people to please uh, help us. Uh, donations and signing up to volunteer is what we need. And if you can, please do so. Go to our website, you know, org and, and, and donate. Sign up to volunteer. You can phone bake for us. I mean, you don't have to live here in North Carolina to help us. And then tell your friends and family about this campaign. Um, so, you know, the campaign strategy is really one, because again, we're up against a lot of money and, um, you know, last, the last Senate race in North Carolina in 2020 between Tom Tillis and Cal Cunningham, they spent $300 million on that race. So, right. I mean, like $300 million on one, on one election. And I mean, so that's what we're up against in terms of the money. Um, so if they spent three hundred million dollars a couple of years ago, and North Carolina is going to have one of only three or four competitive Senate races in the nation in twenty twenty two, well, you know, if they spent three hundred million dollars, Andrew, right? They're going to spend three hundred fifty million dollars, or four hundred million dollars, or even more. Sure. And right. And how can you? How can anyone look at that and, and say, my God, you know, it's, it's, it's not as if our, our political system that really is a protection racket, us, system of legalized bribery uh, you know how how is that money not buying uh, policy and if you understand that the corruption in our political system the way the money affects everything that which causes politicians to be unresponsive to uh, to the public especially uh, working working families um, you know so our strategy is to reach out um, on a grassroots level and, and um, you know, using uh, you know alternative media, uh, utilizing social media. Unfortunately, with COVID, it's a little hard to do the door knocking. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna work as best we can on those levels and uh, try and get the message uh, to people that hey, look, there is someone in this race who uh, is going to represent
0: you. Sure. Earlier, I heard you mention phone banking. So does that mean you have a team? Working for you? Yeah, we do. We do. We have a
1: team. Um, we uh, uh, we launched the campaign uh, about two weeks ago or so, uh, January 18th, I believe we launched the campaign. And uh, we have a core group here in North Carolina, um, some first-time political people like myself uh, and others and others who have been doing politics for, for a while. Uh, and then, of course, we have uh, people outside the state. Uh, who are, who, have, who are uh, you know, very uh, helpfully, uh, you know, providing advice and suggestions. But, you know, the team here in North Carolina is, is small right now, uh, but we're growing it. And, um, you know, uh, we're reaching out to media right now where we're beginning to, you know, as I said, we just launched a campaign two weeks ago, but, you know, in a, in, a, in two weeks' time we should have our first event, um, you know, and then that should be out and about doing – weekly events throughout North Carolina. It's a, it's a big state. You know, uh, if people aren't familiar with North Carolina, we've got about 10.5 million people, but the state itself is quite large. You start on the Atlantic Ocean, uh, you can go about 550 miles across the state. So it's a big, big state. Um, and, uh, and as the as an size, that's one of the things I'm most excited for about this campaign, is to get out and see the state, uh, to meet people, uh, because our state, North Carolina, has a lot of different regions. You know, we have some big cities. We've got some really rural areas. We've got our beautiful mountains. We've got our we've got our coastline. Um, we've got uh, uh, you know a, a lot of different parts of the state. Um, and with those different parts of the state. Uh, come different challenges, and so one of the things too is to get out there. We're, we're proposing to do. Um, we've got 100 counties in North Carolina. We're proposing to do a rural county tour, right, where we get out to the rural counties because in the rural counties are really where you're seeing. I mean, and, and not, not to say it's not happening in the urban counties or the, or the suburban counties, you know, but in the rural counties, you really have this holy cow, you know, this uh, you know this, this uh, distance from any type of, uh, you know, uh, assistance uh, for uh, individuals and families. And that's where they really feel the gap in, say, health care, right? That's really where, uh, you know, the, the weight of not earning a livable wage is coming down on people. And like I said, that applies to in other parts of the state, of course, but the rural parts of the state are, are really um, – are really places we want to focus on uh, because we think that's an area that politicians have neglected. You know, of course, we're going to be in Charlotte, we'll be in Wilmington, we'll be in Winston-Salem, we'll be in Raleigh, you know, but again, the rural part of the state is some place that I think has not had the attention that it deserves, uh, and I think those people feel shut out, and part of this, again, you know, a lot of parts of this campaign one of the things that folks who are listening to this probably don't you know, know, the real people realize that the biggest voting block in many elections in the United States and here in North Carolina are non-voters, not independents not republicans not Democrats, but in many, if not most, elections, non-voters are the biggest voting bloc. And we understand that, you know, in this campaign. We understand why people feel separate from the political system, why they feel like they have not uh, received anything from the political system and that there is no point in taking part. And so, uh, you know, part
0: of our outreach, part of our strategy is to meet with and connect with those people. Interesting can you tell us why you chose this office to run for instead of other offices to run for?
1: Yeah, we have, uh, we have uh, some folks in the Green Party here. Uh, you know, uh, Josh Bradley, who is running for uh, city council in, in Raleigh, um, and we've run other people on local levels before. Um, and uh, I, I think with the um, Senate uh, campaign for me, I think some of it has to do with the fact that I've had national media exposure. Uh, I've had recent national media exposure. Um, you know, um, I have, um, you know, a familiarity with the issues my mind. I've worked on on, uh, on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. for many years. Um, I understand uh, particularly the aspects of foreign policy and, you know, uh, unfortunately war policy, and we're witnessing that right now as, Excuse me, soldiers from North Carolina are flying to Eastern Europe, right? I mean, not even, what, not even five months after the last war ends, and we're going to start another one. And I understand Washington, D.C., and that's my area of expertise is on that type of foreign policy level. Um, so I, I think a lot of it has to do with that. Um, You know, and like I said, I've got the national media background, uh, um, you know, uh, hopefully they've had, you know, people like Matt Taibbi, Crystal Ball, Mehdi Hassan, you know, they all had me on just a few months ago on their programs. Matt Taibbi had me on last month on his program. Hopefully, you know, they will have me on again now that I'm a candidate. I'll I'll be disappointed if they don't. Um, So, and the the on the statewide level. I have been on uh, statewide television multiple times. I have been have had op eds in state newspapers multiple times. So I, I think my um, my previous media uh, my previous my previous media work the the, the, the national um, uh, my affiliations with national organizations and my work up in D.C. I think that really uh, pointed me towards the direction of Senate. Um, I I think also, too, Andrew and I, this is a podcast devoted towards third parties, and, you know, you're you're, you're, interested in strategy. I think the other thing, too, is that, um, you know, if I had run for a house seat uh, in in my district, and actually we're we're dealing with redistricting down here in North Carolina, so I'm not even really sure. Which district I'll be in <laughs> for the elections in November at this point. But if I could say it, remembering that I remain in the fourth district with David Price, who now is retiring, I didn't know it at the time. But, you know, I mean, the idea of running as a third party candidate in a district that has, uh, you know, that typically goes 65 maybe as much as 70% for the incumbent. Um, How much media attention am I going to get? How much uh, attention for our issues are we going to get? And that's a lot of it, because one of the things that I think that people of North Carolina deserve is is for someone who is going to run on a platform of universal health care, of Medicare for all. Who is going to run on a platform of real electoral change, of, of getting money out of politics, as well as bringing in ranked choice voting, proportional representation, and abolishing the electoral college? Someone who is going to end, who is going to uh, work on not getting a $15 minimum wage, because I think most of us understand that $15 might have been okay a few several years ago, but it's not now. In North Carolina, um, last year, and since. Since then, rents have gone up 10 to 20 percent throughout the state. But last year, uh, you had to earn $18.50 an hour in order to afford a two-bedroom apartment in North Carolina. The average worker in North Carolina earns $16.30. So, you know, how do we how do we bring about a foundation for workers and their families that is fair and just? We've had 40 years of government policies that have made the, the wealthy wealthier, the corporations stronger, the banks bigger, right? We've got this come 40 years of, of, of really just a financialization uh, policy, right, where where, 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 where you know, uh, uh, profits and revenues from business no longer go to workers' raise wages, but they go to stock buybacks, executive compensation, uh, things like that. So I, I think it's those types of issues that really um, the people of North Carolina deserve to have on the ballot in the fall. Because if, if someone like me and someone like the Green Party is not on the ballot in the fall, there is no option for Medicare for all. There is no option to end the war on drugs. There is no option for student debt cancellation or universal higher education, right? There is no option to have a minimum wage that is adjusted annually you know, uh, th- th- those things aren't going to be there because no one else on the ballot,
0: including the Democrat, is going to support any of those things. So, for our audience out there where they live in North Carolina or elsewhere, how can they support your campaign? Oh, uh, thanks for for, for uh, asking
1: that, Andrew. Uh, they can go to MatthewHo for Senate.org. Uh, you can donate. You can sign up to volunteer. Uh, you can uh, share. Uh, the information from the campaign. There, learn more about it. You can uh, sign up to hear about events. Um, you can read about the campaign so that you can tell other people what we are about. Uh, you know, we have we're we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok. I'm sure we're probably on something else now. I'm not sure I've got a great social media coordinator, so you know uh, maybe we're on Pinterest or something at this point. I'm not sure. but uh, but you know one of the other thing too is to tell people about this campaign. Um, let you know get people who either are uh, you know who reluctantly are committed to the two-party system who are reluctantly engaged with the lesser of evil system uh, in terms of selecting a candidate who go to the ballot box and you know have already uh, uh, compromised themselves because they're not voting on conscience, they're not voting on principle, they're not voting on what they believe in, but they're, they're, they're approaching the ballot box like they're some type of MSNBC or Fox News pundit, right, doing this, again, lesser of evil, uh, you know, computation in their head. So let people know that there are alternatives. And then for the folks who aren't engaged politically, you know, particularly younger people, um, you know, why this is important, what this means. You know, again, we've got 900,000 dead from COVID. Well, our, our death rate from COVID is twice that of any similarly uh, uh, wealthy nation in the world. So the nations that have GDPs uh, that are similar to ours, the United States, uh, our death rate from COVID uh, is twice that what it is of any of those nations. Uh, I mean, that, 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 that's criminal. People could be put in jail for something like that. So I, I think it's, it's people can really help the campaign, because as much Andrew as this is a campaign about November, and we're going to do everything we can to make a difference in the elections here and to, to win, but it's also about building, it's about growing this movement, about getting people into... Politics about getting communities and neighborhoods engaged again, um, and and so that that's really important. So when you ask what people can do, certainly donations, donations, donations. It makes me sick to my stomach. But in order to get money out of politics, we have to have money. We, you know, and I hate saying that, but that's the brutal reality of it. Signing up the volunteer and telling people about us.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Matthew, for coming on the podcast today and sharing your campaign, strategy, platform, other stuff. We appreciate that. Thank you, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate the time. No problem. All the best to you and your campaign. May you do well in your campaign. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.